Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hello. This is Philip Rossman-Wright, the, edit- the site editor and expert over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com and the host of the Locked On Magic podcast. Before we begin today's show, I want to say a quick word from our sponsor, SeatGeek. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you want to go to, and none of those older ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. I was on SeatGeek just now, just before I started recording this podcast, to get tickets to an event I wanted to go to. It was so easy, and now I'm going to go and have the time of my life. SeatGeek is always the first place I go to look for tickets to a game or concert. Everything about SeatGeek is designed to make life easier for sports and music fans. SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring that you get the best possible deal. SeatGeek does all the work, and you save time, and most importantly, money. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on the value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter promo code LOMAGIC, that's L-O-MAGIC, and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOMAGIC today. Now let's start the show. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 29th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And today's show is going to be a little bit different. You probably heard I did the ad at the top here, did my live read, so be sure to check out SeatGeek. But... Today, or Tuesday, it officially happened. The Orlando Magic have been officially eliminated from the playoffs. And so, this episode will be the first of our, you know, not that we haven't been doing it already, but the first of our official autopsy of the 2017 Orlando Magic season. There are some years where development and progress are the goal. There are some years where You can derive enjoyment even without making the postseason. For the Orlando Magic this year, this was not one of those seasons. The last two seasons, you can say to some certainty, to some extent, that missing the playoffs were not part of the plan. Certainly not sitting here before April and not having meaningful games to play were not part of the plan. And this year especially is extremely disappointing for that reason. Because the Magic had ambitions to make the playoffs this year. And believe they had the roster to do so. Things are different now than they were at the end of last season. At the, end, at the beginning of last season, 
the Magic did say we want to play, we want to make the playoffs. I mean, that's been a goal for the last, really, realistically, for the last two years, for the last three years now. They said we wanted to make the playoffs, but there was always that sense that even if they ended up just a bit short, they'd take that progress as a sign that the team was taking that step forward, that they were on the right track. And to some, and I think I was in this this party, the 10-win improvement from 25 to 35 wins was a big step forward. Not the step forward the Magic wanted, but acceptable and measurable progress for a team that was still seeking to discover an identity and figure out its place in the NBA. Certainly the team's 19 and 13 start last year was signed that there was something in this group or in that group that they could take forward and build upon. The Magic obviously went a different path. They went and sought to remake the roster in a very meaningful and dramatic way. They brought in Serge Ibaka in a trade. They signed Bismack Biombo in free agency. They committed to playing big, and they committed to being a stifling defensive team. And by all accounts, that bet has worked in the past and could work again. There are so many cases of teams who were elite defensively that it carried one of the worst offenses in the league. And and the most recent example of that would have been the Charlotte Hornets uh, from two years ago. That plan has not worked. And we knew it hasn't worked for some time. Because this season has been, and I'm going to spare no words here, has been a disaster. The team has failed even to meet the most meager of expectations. I remember sitting here in October telling people, telling Magic fans, that I did not think this was a playoff team. I did think they improved the talent base. And I did think that they would improve on their 35-win season to get to 40. And I got hate. People told me I was I was crazy to say that. Turns out that, and, and certainly there were other, other predictors who had the magic worse. I think ESPN had them sticking at 35 wins, staying at the same level that they were last year. And that certainly, too, would not have been acceptable with the goals and ambitions that this team had. Sitting here on March 29th with eight games remaining in the season and the playoffs officially dead, the Magic have not even come close to those meager expectations. The Magic, if my math is correct, are on pace to win 30 games. That's three more wins in these final eight. If that. They do play the Brooklyn Nets twice, so perhaps 30 is realistic. This season, though, has been just more disastrous than a a five-game step back in record. The Magic have been virtually out of the playoff race since December. And it was kind of a slow burn. But Orlando never put themselves in the race to begin with. The first quarter of the season went somewhat to plan, I'd like to say. Orlando had a, a poor record, but their defense at that time had the makings of one of the best defenses in the league. They had all those pieces and all those ingredients seemingly working 
together at a high level. And then all of a sudden, the bottom just fell out. After December 8th, I think it was, went over the Detroit Pistons, and I think it was a 92-87 win over the Detroit Pistons. A, 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 A reaffirming, vindictive win after the Pistons blew the magic out in the second or third, in the second game of the season. Orlando went to Washington and gave up, I think it was 100-something points. First time they'd given up 100 points in, in a few weeks. And then they gave up 100 points seemingly in every game the rest of the month until Christmas. Then they had their two-game winning streak in Christmas and did not see a winning streak again until March. That is not how you build a playoff team. And there weren't any crushing losing streaks. There was a four, five game losing streak. The Magic always seemed to be good enough to steal a win somewhere and provide that little bit of hope. But they could never sustain it. They could never turn that corner. They could never figure out how to do it every single night. Serge Ibaka, ironically, I think kind of said it best in his, in, in his in, when he talked to Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel before Monday's game against the Toronto Raptors. He said, and I, I encourage, encourage you to check that article out, he said that there was a lot of hope and optimism for the season. You ask every player, they truly believe they had the talent and the ability to make the playoffs this year. But if at some point, it was just clear it wasn't working. And frustration kicked in. It's hard to say exactly why the Magic flopped so tremendously. Certainly, the defense never coming together did not work. And Frank Vogel theorized that the Magic made a miscalculation in how to build an elite defense in today's NBA. And when Frank Vogel was in Indiana, you could do it with size. And Roy Hibbert and David West could wall off the paint and make it very hard to score. In the NBA today, in this offense-heavy NBA that we're seeing this year especially, as Vogel has said in recent weeks, speed beats size. And shifting Aaron Gordon to the three and Evan Fournier to the two took away a lot of the speed advantage that the Magic could have had. Going bigger with Nikola Vucevic and Serge Ibaka, or Bismack Biombo and Serge Ibaka, left the Magic slow on the perimeter and unable to defend at the elite level that this team needed to defend at. Because the Magic lacked a true offensive threat and a true offensive score. And Frank Vogel even said it throughout the year. This team does not naturally pass the ball well. They're not a team that, quote-unquote, trusts the pass like they needed to, to succeed. And that, too, is part of the Magic's downfall. It felt like everything that could go wrong this season did. And not in the way that, you know, happened when Milwaukee got the second pick and ended up with Jabari Parker because they had the worst worst record in the, worst record in the, in the league. The Magic were still good enough to provide some hope. 
and provide some belief that, that there was something there, it would just never coalesce. And so we sit here today as the season is winding to a close. There's two and a half weeks left in the year. I think there's three weeks from today, actually, left in the season. As we sit here today and talk about this team and ask what comes next and begin to break down what went wrong this season, my only response is not to necessarily look back, and and we'll look back plenty once the season ends, but begin to look forward and try to figure out what comes next. To me... The end of the season after the All-Star break is about building some hope. There's often something that a lot of fans like to say. It's okay to be bad, but be entertaining. If you're going to be bad, at least be entertaining. Everyone prefers to win, of course. No one's saying be bad on purpose, but be entertaining. And the magic since the All-Star break, have begun to try and find a way to be a little bit more entertaining to watch. Their open, fast-breaking style has created a more aesthetically pleasing basketball, and I think the philosophies that the Magic are trying to employ are going to find more success in the long run now. And so, say what you want about the Magic's initial experiment. Perhaps they waited too long on it. Perhaps they didn't have a choice. It was the it was the bed they made. They had to lie in it. Now they're moving in a different direction and on a different path. And it seems to have be working. The Magic are six and ten though since choosing this new path. And so clearly there are still some changes that need to be made. But the big thing the Magic must resolve now is building hope back up in the fan base. What is most disappointing about this season is the build-up. And the Magic fed this machine too. They went out and promised their fan base the playoffs. Every chance they could get, essentially. They said, this is a playoff team. We're going to make the playoffs. Frank Vogel said it directly during that open practice in October. And I think fans did get excited because it's been a long time and the fan base is hungry for a winner. They didn't want, I mean, again, they didn't want to hear me say 40 wins just shy of the playoffs. They didn't want want to hear that. They wanted to get in. And I think that motivated a lot of the moves that the Magic made. Whether, you know, whether it's right or not is another question and fans certainly should expect a winner. But, and and winning provides a hope in itself that you'll continue winning. It's not the end all. I mean, look at the Chicago Bulls right now. They're in the playoff on their game out of the playoff spot and their fans could not be less thrilled. Atlanta is a team that you wonder what their future is. What is most disappointing about this season, and, and I think what will pretend to what comes next, is that it does not feel the Magic's future is certain. There is not the hope and the belief 
that 2018 will be a step further on a path. And perhaps that suggests another thing that that another thing that may happen this summer, which I'm sure many of you can guess by now. These questions that we're asking are big questions. But they're questions that need to be asked. Probably better at the end of the season than now. Certainly action on these questions will come at the end of the season. What comes next for the Orlando Magic is going to be rebuilding faith that this team will grow. Faith and belief and hope that the team is going to progress rather than regress. And it's going to be a hard sell. Bringing back this roster almost completely intact is not going to get the job done. The team is 6-10, and 10, they're playing better, but they still need adjustments and moves to get where they need to go. They're going to need to hit on the draft pick. And certainly, the draft lottery could provide a bit of that hope. You look at the Philadelphia 76ers last year. They were hopeless. They made changes. They didn't feel like they were making the progress they needed to make because they were just waiting to hit the lottery. And then when Philadelphia won the draft lottery, you saw how the fans reacted. Winning the draft lottery buys you some time with a fan base because there is hope that that top overall pick will become something. Joel Embiid gave them hope that there are better days ahead if they stick with what they've got, if they nurture what they've got and they grow what they've got. At this point, eliminated from the playoffs with eight games to go, it is difficult to say exactly who the Magic are building around and what they're building toward. They've done a huge 180-degree shift in their development plan and their identity plan. Certainly, it's still about defense, and I think they still want to be a defensive-minded team, but how they go about it has flipped 180 degrees. And it's been a, a smoothish transition, but it still has its hiccups, and the team still has its flaws. And I don't think a draft alone is going to save it. And I think we've, you know, we've, we've talked certainly about free agency and how that can be a little bit of a landmine too. And I'm not sure free agency completely saves it either. The Magic do have a lot of work cut out for them. The good news is it does appear Frank Vogel is here for the long haul. Um, I, I wrote this on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I'll show this on the Facebook and Twitter pages. But you know, Vogel considers this year one of his program. And some stability with the coach is going to help. Magic have had four coaches in three years. They need some stability at that position, and Vogel seems to be that guy. And so he uh, he said it best. He's trying to build a program in Orlando, something that will last from year to year to year, that they can bring in pieces and, and play a certain style in a certain way. And however involved Vogel was in building the original team, that plan didn't work, and he seems on board with a new plan or with a new identity that he wants to build. Again, 
I can see everyone rolling. I can I can feel everyone rolling their eyes a little bit right now. Because there is that uncertainty. Massive uncertainty. And it says a lot about where this team, this franchise, and this fan base is right now. In, in my opinion, the Magic do not have to make the playoffs in 2018. It would be nice. But they don't have to make it there. But they have to prove that the playoffs are closer than they are farther away. Whether that is making a surprising run, whether that is getting that high draft pick and him developing into someone everyone thinks can become a star. These things, these steps matter. And right now the Magic feel like they're on rock bottom. They've had worse records before in this rebuild. They've had worse seasons in their franchise's history. I would even venture to say they've had one or two seasons more disappointing than this one. But in this present time, in this present moment, it's hard to see a way out. It's hard to see a way for this team to make the appropriate progress to get where they want to go. There's going to be some hard decisions coming for the Orlando Magic in the next few months. They've obviously got eight games to go first. And as I said, since the All-Star break, the end of the end of the season is about finding something to build around, finding something to believe in. And, and to some extent, I think the Magic have. Not enough to you know, feel very, very comfortable, but they found something that they can work with. After that, come staff decisions, obviously. After that comes the draft, a draft pick that I think the, the, the high trip, the high pick at least, the first pick, I think they have to hit on in, in a draft that seems very loaded for that top eight. Then comes free agency. And they have to make the right moves to complement the pieces they want to build around. Maybe take a risk on a guy who's ready to take another step up. Maybe ship out players that don't fit anymore, even if you don't get full value back. Find some flexibility. There's a lot to do to get this team where it wants to go. And I'm sure, as I've said time and time again, their expectation for 2018 is to make the playoffs. And you just hope that doesn't lead them to make really crippling mistakes. Because I I don't think the Magic are in a bad situation cap-wise. I think they can still make moves and still get themselves to a good place. But what comes next is absolutely critical for the Magic's franchise. They're not going to do a complete rebuild. But they've got to find a way to get people reinvested in this team. Reinvested in the belief that this team will take the next big step. And it may take some salesmanship to do so. It may take them playing well to start next season to do so. Some continuity will help, but obviously continuity alone isn't going to do the job. The Orlando Magic are officially out 
of the 2017 playoffs. This season, with its very basic goal, is a failure. And now the team has to find a way to move on and make the best of what they of the hand that they're going to be dealt this summer. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. The Orlando Magic will play that first game after playoff elimination on Wednesday against the Oklahoma City Thunder and, ironically, against Victor Oladipo, his first game back at the Amway Center. Uh, as uh, some of, I mean, as I guess, the, you know, as everyone knows, Russell Westbrook is having an incredible year. Uh, triple doubles left and right. He'll get a triple double on, on, on Wednesday. It's just a matter of whether they'll win or lose the game because of it. Uh, against Dallas on Monday, Westbrook led a 13-point comeback in the final three and a half minutes, including hitting the game-winning jumper with about, I think it was two and a half, three seconds left. Uh, just a, a killer, and, and really, Westbrook set up that possession by forcing a turnover on an inbounds pass uh, to, to, to get that possession for the game-winning basket. So, uh, this game is all about Russell Westbrook. Can, can the Magic slow him down in any way? Can the Magic shut off the, the, the other faucets or faucets around him, essentially, make Westbrook have to go at it alone? And even then, Westbrook's probably still going to have a huge impact on this game. It's going to be really interesting to see how the Magic decide to defend Westbrook. I'm sure Alfred Payton will get the first call on him. That could be tricky. Uh, the Magic may try Terrence Ross as well. They'll, I'm sure they'll try a whole bunch of different schemes, try and swarm him, force him to the corners, make it hard for him to make plays. Um, obviously, you got to turn him, keep him from getting downhill because he is Russell Westbrook and he's a bullet when he's heading downhill. Uh, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how the Magic deal with him on Wednesday. Uh, you know, I, I know I had the dour uh, intro to this podcast, but... Uh, the Magic are still trying to win games. I think they're still going to try and win this. They're obviously still trying to win this game. And, and like I like I've said before, the, you know the culture thing and all that all that jazz. Uh, but uh, going to be, you know, it's a matchup we've kind of been waiting for because you know we only get to see Russell Westbrook once at at home in, at the Amway Center, uh, and so it's something that the Magic are going to you know they don't have to deal with him very often, and they'll have to figure out a way to deal with him now. It's, it's a tough, tough task. It's like the task when you take on the Thunder. Oladipo, uh, you know, just kind of an update on him. Uh, he's been playing pretty much producing the same amount that he had in Orlando uh, last year. Uh, you know, he never really made that big star turn that the Magic needed him to make uh, if they... if you know, they were going to kind of take their next step, uh, and obviously the Magic kind of decided that and cashed him in uh, for what they thought would be uh, a situation that would work in, in Serge Ibaka, uh, but that did not work out. This year, uh, Oladipo is averaging, now I'm waiting for my page to load here because I decided to look this up uh, while I was recording the podcast. Uh, when is my computer going to load? Uh, Victor Oladipo is averaging 16 point, uh, 16.4 points per game, 4.4 rebounds per game, shooting 45.2% from the floor, 38.6% from three, and a 52.5% effective field goal percentage. Uh, again, 
about roughly his career averages, so he isn't like going crazy offensively. More efficient, um, but I think a lot of that is because Russell Westbrook is there to take away a lot of the attention, so he's getting more open shots. Um, but I think we're going to see Oladipo try to have a big game, obviously, against this former team. Uh, you know, I think it's very possible that he could have a big game. And the Magic do have to, after Westbrook. The Magic have to worry about Oladipo next. I think he's the the next toughest matchup on the team uh, for the Thunder. Uh, it, it'll be good to see. It'll be good to see Victor Oladipo back at the Amway Center. Uh, you know, obviously only coming once per year now with the Thunder uh, should get a nice ovation. I imagine that Magic fans are are really gonna gonna want to see him. Uh, you know, Alfred Payton said. You know, he's, he was hoping to get to hang out with him a little bit today. The Thunder are in town already, uh, but he's catching up with a lot of people. Uh, you know, obviously he spent four years here, uh, so or three years, three seasons in Orlando. Uh, so there's a lot of people that uh, that you know he learned to you know he he was friendly with and 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 wants to meet and see. Uh, and, and there should be a good, sizable Victor Oladipo, pro Victor Oladipo crowd at the Amway Center. Uh, on top of all this, uh, so on top of all this going on with the Thunder, the Magic will also be inducting Jimmy Hewitt into the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame Wednesday afternoon. Uh, for those of you who don't know Jimmy, who Jimmy Hewitt is, let me give you a history lesson. Then Jimmy Hewitt is essentially the father of the Orlando Magic. Uh, you know, Pat Williams gets a lot of credit for doing a lot of the legwork to bring the Magic to town and, and, and wooing the NBA and setting up that first team. But uh, Jimmy Hewitt was the guy who had the, was the Orlando businessman who had the idea to bring professional sports to Orlando. It was Hewitt that approached Pat Williams when, when Pat Williams was kind of looking for his next project and said, you know, where should the NBA expand next? Miami, Tampa, Jacksonville, uh, you know, where should they go? And Hewitt said they should not go to any of those places. They should come to Orlando. Orlando is the place that, that to be. And, you know, Williams was, as, was the salesman, but Hewitt was as much there with him uh, to sell this team, this idea to the Orlando public. And obviously they sold it like crazy uh, and surprised really everyone. I don't think Orlando was on the NBA's radar until Hewitt and Williams uh, really put, you know, put... Uh, you know, foot to pavement and got this got this ball rolling a little bit. Uh, and so very, 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 very well deserved uh, tribute to Pat to, to Jimmy Hewitt coming up Wednesday. He'll be uh, he'll be officially inducted into the Hall of Fame before the game Wednesday and will be recognized on the court uh, during the game. Uh, absolutely deserved for him. Uh, congratulations to him. There would be no Orlando Magic without him, so definitely glad to see him get into the team's Hall of Fame. The highest honor the team is bestowing on its players and contributors for now, uh, and uh, that's that's going to do it. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's podcast. Uh, once again, the Orlando Magic will take on the Oklahoma City Thunder at the Amway Center at 7 o'clock. Uh, check out SeatGeek for the latest tickets if you can't get in the arena otherwise. Uh, uh, and... Uh, the uh, game will be televised on Fox Sports Florida as well as on NBA League Pass as well. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. And of course, download the podcast on iTunes, Audible, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places that you download podcasts straight to your podcast-enabled listening device. Uh, if you get the chance, please give us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, and it does. if you give us a five-star review, it does help us climb uh, those ratings and uh, let people know about how great the podcast is and let more people find the podcast. That's that's nice too. Uh, you can of course follow me on Twitter at Omagic Daily. 
Uh, I'll have a complete uh, uh, recap of tomorrow's game on tomorrow's episode as well as on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And I'm also going to be writing a little bit about Victor Oladipo's return after shoot-around tomorrow afternoon, so be on the lookout for that on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can, of course, follow it on Twitter at OMagicDaily as well as as like it on Facebook at OrlandoMagicDaily. That's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank everyone again for listening to the Locked On Magic podcast. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I'll see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.